Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. Bland, half-baked, disrespectful, overexposed, not worth your time. Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN. It's running out. If you've ever dreamed about hosting your very own radio show, Sports Center Idol is your chance, but you only have until Sunday to get your audition in. Upload your best two- to four-minute local sports take to the website. And you could win your very own show on 1500 ESPN for a year. Get all the details at 1500ESPN.com, keyword idle. And now, without further ado. Oh, he is, Mr. Mankato. There he is. Your training camp hero The dreams of a dozen men who were late round draft picks Plaguing well in full team practice Oh, he may turn out to be Cut before the 53 Oh, there he is Yes, it's that Mr. time, Judd Wait, I'm just listening to oh, music Oh, okay, sorry I think this is the end. Yeah. Always oh, makes me so, somewhat emotional. It really is, yes. It's, uh, this is our fifth season with the Mr. Mankato competition. And uh, we even went back in, in, and retroactively awarded Mr. Mankato winners like in 2007, Marcus McCauley. I've got them all. Look at the list. Go I've ahead. Got... Let's go through the list. Okay. Re- retroactive from 2007 to 2013, McCauley in 2007, Andre Allison, a receiver. Wow. 2000. Andre Allison, who boldly wore number 84. He did, and it started It started a run of receivers because the next year it was the guy who perpetually stood out in Mankato, Jamar Johnson, a receiver. Oh, my gosh. Two, he was going to be the next slot marvel for the Vikings and two, kick returner. 2010, we, we made the difficult transition to the white receiver and went to Logan Payne. <laughs> 2011. Logan Payne. Logan Payne, former gopher? Yeah, he played Logan, for the Gophers, yeah, right? He absolutely was. Okay. Like, oh, my gosh. Uh, he might have been a Tim Brewster-era Gopher, if I remember. <laughs> I think he was. In 2011, the receiver streak ended thanks to Brandon Burton, a defensive back. Yeah. In 2012, we went back to receivers, Stephen Burton. And in 2013, the last of our retroactive awards went to Bobby Felder, 
Bobby Defensive Felder, back. yes. And I believe that that camp was so bad we just couldn't decide. Yes. All right, keep going with okay. this. So we started awarding, and, and we would even yep. have prize packs for these guys for a couple of years there down in Mankato. Adam Thielen was uh, thrown off by the Funyuns and the gas station paraphernalia. And left it all behind. Yeah. <laughs> really appreciated it. And he told did. us to keep it. That was uh, So Thielen was 2014 when we saw greatness. Now, 2015, we continued to see greatness. Fifth-round pick, Stefan Diggs. Mm-hmm. 2016, we got we lost our way a little bit here. This guy's still on the team, but he's a special teamers. Uh, safety, J. Ron Curse. And then last year, and this is to be determined about his future, defensive lineman, Tayshawn Bauer. So here are the rules. Third round pick or later, and or player who hasn't played a snap in the NFL, so you can get... You can get another year of eligibility if you're in that category and then you were like a practice squad guy or, uh, you know, a free agent or something, as long as you didn't log playing time in the NFL. Otherwise, we go case by case. We almost had enough votes to put Christian Ponder back in the Mr. Mankato mix a couple of years ago, if I remember right. And what was the Cordero Patterson dust? Oh, no, Cordero, yeah, Cordero was, Cordero was another one, too. Yeah, that was, that was absolute up. lunacy. I'm glad yeah. we put a stop. Just saying, about. like there that are sometimes we can bring up names, and yeah. there are no such names this year. Uh, Chris Long, the odds maker, has sent out a report. We went over that earlier in the show. Let's fire up a little, uh, little Sam Spence here, and we're going to just go around the room. We've got Courtney Cronin and Matthew Collar ready to deliver picks here. Let's put them on the line here. Matthew, are you with us? I am here, yes, and I'm ready. I have labored over this for wow. hours and hours and hours, and I have my pick. I've been watching film. I haven't slept. At all. I've just been watching tape I love the entire night, and I finally know who Mr. Mankato yeah. will be. I've, by the way, to piggyback off Matthew, I don't know who he's going to pick. I've never been more confident. Never been more confident. Wow. Cor- Courtney Cronin from ESPN.com. This is your first year, I believe, as part of the Mr. Mankato ceremonies and proceedings. What's going on? It's true. I actually tried to call it Mr. Egan the other day, and I got a whole ton of pushback on that. It almost actually got kicked off the Purple Podcast uh, for indefinitely for for even (laughs) suggesting that we change that. So I I am sorry I ever disrespected the the lore and the honor that is Mr. Mankato. And, you know, I did my research, too. I was also grinding the tape, um, like Matthew. Yeah, Royce, wants it to be Egan's every man. Courtney, we, we forgive you, but don't allow it to happen again. It won't. I okay, good. Good. <laughs> uh, and Inter Max is going to make his first ever Mr. Mankato prediction as yes, well. Yes. So, uh, you know what? Let's do the honors. Let's start with Judd Zolgad. We'll go right. around the room here, Judd Zolgad, and then we'll get to our special phone guest here, and all of us will go on the record and predict. And and this, this will be awarded uh, a combination of votes by the committee and also fan vote at the end of the preseason schedule. Mm-hmm. So we're going to let these guys play four preseason games until we determine who generated the most buzz. Meaningful or not, uh, legitimate or not, it's just about who produced the most excitement under the radar performer at training camp. All right, Judd. Are you all set? Away. Let's do this. Okay. The old Judd previously would have gone Daniel Carlson because he's a kicker and he's got 4-1 to one odds and he's going to win the job and you know that. And so so the safe Judd pick and no fun Judd pick would have said, let's just go with Carlson and, and I'll be very appreciative when he wins it. But I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that because I'm looking at positions here. I'm looking at battles. I'm looking at who's going to play and who's not going to play. And I'm going to go with a 10-to-1 long shot. I'm going to go with the man with the greatest name in training camp. <laughs> Rock Thomas, come on down. Dalvin Cook's got the bad knee. I think he'll practice a lot, but I don't think he'll play in preseason games that, that much. Latavius Murray, he doesn't need to prove himself, right? So this comes down to Mike, to Mike Boone and Rock Thomas getting some reps. 
Rock Thomas is my pick. Wow. Uh, all right. So it's I like the bold nature. I love that you're factoring in not only position, performance, and opportunity, but name, right? Oh, like, like, percent. Like Bucky Hodges was a flameout, but because his name was Bucky Hodges, he had a shot. The guy had a shot. Like yeah, the guy's name is Bucky. He Hodges, sounded like a right? football player. So does Rock. But uh, I've already sort of tipped my hand here. I've never been more confident. This man, in preseason last year, completed seventy-two percent of his passes, three touchdowns, no picks, four hundred thirteen yards on just forty-three attempts, ten yards per attempt, almost entirely in garbage time, which is where he'll be performing for the Vikings for four preseason games. Kyle Sloter is my Mr. Mankato. All right. I think you can fast forward. You might as well start getting his jacket size. Skip Kyle Sloter. Dave Harrigan? It's very interesting because as we discussed Tuesday in your absence, Phil, who gets credit? The quarterback or the guy who catches the touchdown pass, being in a receiver, running back, tight end? That's what you have to factor into Mr. Mankato, as well as the Ross Perot effect, the stealing of vote effects. We have two wide receivers in Brandon Zilster, Corey Robertson near the top of the odds. You've also got a couple running backs, Mike Boone, Rock Thomas near the cup of the, uh, near the top of the odds. Very worried that votes are going to be siphoned away from each of those guys competing against each other. So I am going with the fifth round pick. He's been described, uh, described as sure handed and sure to see plenty of time in the uh, offense, at least in the preseason. Give me the tight end, Tyler Conklin. He will be your 2018 Mr. Mankato. Tyler Conklin. Intern Max, this is a big spot for you here, Intern Max. Yeah, uh, you know, I watched this guy my freshman year in high school. He put up two 80-yard touchdowns against us. Uh, I'm going to roll with... So Champlin had a great defense that year, huh? <laughs> yeah, well, I wasn't playing. They so. might have been oh, pick wow. sixes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, six, uh, 59 career receptions. Jake Weineke is your Mr. Mankato. Oh, deep, deep down the odds report for Jake Ten Weineke. 10-1. Well, everyone else was watching film. He was watching him live. <laughs> he was. All right, over to uh, Courtney Cronin, ESPN.com. This is her first ever Mr. Mankato prediction. It, it, this was not a hard one for me at all. Uh, after you know last season when the Vikings signed this player to a futures deal, uh, you knew there was a little bit of buzz surrounding him. There's a very deep group of wide receivers that are entering camp. Um, to, to compete for those bottom positions, or, you know, from really from three through six. You know, my prediction they're going to keep six receivers. Brandon Zilstra is a uh, is, is a huge prospect uh, with a lot of with a high ceiling. You know, 100 receptions in the CFL for almost 1,700 yards, five touchdowns. He's a good deep threat, and I really think he's going to have a, a number one, an excellent shot to make this roster and actually compete this year. But you know, could be one of those you know just a change of you know a different type of role receiver for them to be able to maybe define and maybe compete for that number three, number four job. But you know, you know, I don't think he's got the greatest speed. But you know, we saw yesterday great hands, great instincts, and uh, you know, definitely going to be competing for one of those spots. There's Brandon Zilstra. That was uh, that was a thorough evaluation. Um, I picked a guy because of his name. When you grind the tape, Judd. What's his catch radius, Courtney? I, I just picked my guy because his name's Rock. Catch radius, dude's like six four. Very wide catch. Radius. He's throwing it right back at us. Right. But does he high us. point the football? Yes, he can. We saw yesterday. He actually had a very dramatic catch that probably didn't need to be that dramatic. He kind of like hung there in the air with his knees bent, but um, 
you know, that's 150 percent effort if you ask me, and that's what this award also goes towards. He's fighting for Mr. Mankato. He's making the splash plays when he doesn't have to. Exactly, exactly. Uh, this is also unprecedented. Usually, we have. Like, there's one player that four people pick because it's maybe the obvious one. So far, we've got five different picks, five different players. Matthew Collar, 1500ESPN.com, and the Purple Podcast. You get final prediction, sir. All right. Well, I am also going to go with a wide receiver. But I'm going to go with one who is suspended for the first four games of the year, and that is Caleb Jones. Last year in preseason... He had a tremendous fourth preseason game. They kept him on the practice squad all year, which is kind of rare. I mean, guys come and go on the practice squad. So to stay on the practice squad the full year, to come back here, even despite the suspension for them to want to keep him around, I think there's a wide receiver spot open. He's got a little more experience playing against pros than some of these other rookies. But has not. Uh, but he does qualify because he actually hasn't played in a real game. So I am going to go with the go up and get it guy, Caleb Jones. Wow, Caleb Jones, Daniel Carlson completely left off. I I'm feel a- like that's a okay. Daniel Carlson is he too obvious? Courtney, Daniel Carlson. If you think about opportunities to flash during training camp, if you're a wide receiver, you get the ball all the time. Quarterbacks. He's going to be out there with a spotlight. If he makes a couple kicks from beyond 50 yards in a couple preseason games and nobody picked Daniel Carlson, Carney. And, I mean, it's also just the fact they traded up in the fifth round to get him. Um, and, and, you know, Kai Forbath's contract has nothing guaranteed on it. it just, to me, that's the obvious choice, that he's going to be <laughs> on the roster come hell or high water. Yep. Uh, you know, and also, I don't, I, don't think, I don't think a kicker can be your Mr. Mankato. I don't. <laughs> wow. The anti-kicker. Biased against kickers. Well, and let's be honest, you miss one from 50, you're probably toast as far as Mr. Mankato goes, right? Yeah. You only have that many opportunities. The receiver runs a bad route, nobody knows. You miss one from 50. Colin Courtney will. Don't say that. That's not true. They break down the film. (laughs) They're both going to know. Matthew, how much consideration did you give to the kicker? Uh, quite a bit, quite a bit, because I know that he can bomb them from like 60 yards. And my thing is, if he he makes one of those in a game from 55 plus, he's probably Mr. Mankato, assuming he wins the job. But I'm just going to bet that that doesn't happen. And I'm going to say that Kai Forbath is still alive in this thing. And there will be a legit competition. I'm going to say it's real. Wow. You heard it there. Matthew Collar. 1500ESPN.com. Thank you both. Thank you, Courtney, from ESPN.com. Go check out her stuff, and we'll see you on a practice field sometime soon in Egan. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye, Matthew. Bye, Courtney. There it is. That's the first. Judd has Rock Thomas. Dave has Tyler Conklin. I've got Kyle Sloter. Inter Max has Jake Wieneke. Courtney has Brandon Zilstra. And Matthew has Caleb Jones. Seven What's my math? Six different players. Never had that before. This has never happened. No, Usually like three of us are kind of in a roving gang of Bucky Hodges or yep. Stefan Diggs over here. Now, can we have listeners submit their picks as well? Just tweet at Mr. Mankato? Yep. Uh, it's at Mr. It's at Mr. Mankato Vikes. And uh, the account is active. We have we have sent out the first tweet, I think, in several weeks from that account. So <laughs> at Mr. Mankato Vikes, he hibernates for like yeah, month, no, 11 gonna... months out of the year. He just goes to sleep. <laughs> Um, so let's do uh, let's do a couple things here. First things first, we have to give away another prize. We need five callers again. 
We're going to play Steal the Loot one more time. 651-646-8255-877-615-1500. Five callers. We've got Minnesota United tickets on the line, uh, some other things, and we might even need more than five contestants. So, again, 651-646-8255-877-615-1500. Every Friday at this time, my friend Dale Tondrick and I have uh, deep conversations about retirement and uh, planning for your financial future, and we call it the the Friday Financial Playbook, and we uh, dive deep like this. Becky and Judd are back right now on 1500 ESPN. And this portion of Mackie and Judd is sponsored by MetaFast. Game Show Friday! It is another round of Game Show Friday with Mackie and Judd. Here are your hosts once again, hopefully not to complain about the questions, Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgan. That wasn't me. That was Mackey. Not me. I never complain about the questions. Perfectly phrased. And Loved them. In fairness, I don't think it would have mattered. Like, even if he had gotten it right, he's probably not going to go through the rest of them, right? Sorry, Brent. Maybe he would have. I don't know. I, I thought it was a fair question. I thought it was just... I thought It was, was tricky. Going, it was fine. It yeah. was either... It's either three or four. Most people would have... got. It was... How many teams has Jack Morris won the World Series with? It was the three How many World thr- Series winning teams? Winning teams, play. right. Yes. It was the type of question that Dave's going to write to try to, to derail people who are trying to win. And that's why I didn't want to rephrase it, because sometimes there's some Dave Harrigan masterminding there. No, yeah. no, right. there wasn't at all. No. Oh, you I would have phrased it differently had I been able to write it again. <laughs> <laughs> you call it masterminding, I call it a jerk. I mean, that's just two different ways to look at it. God, you're still mad about write that down. I was just, I was used there. I was used by a guy I considered a friend up until today. That's the, I, this is 100% on you. You got duped by a guy who has never reached out to you in a friendly manner on <laughs> social media. Duped, I got duped by a bad human being is what you're saying. Oh, wow. You've known Dave for like um, for seven years, and never once has he reached out to you in a friendly <laughs> manner on social media. I know. It's true. I know. He, hey, Judd, I'm enjoying my Yingling beer or whatever it was know, by New Glarus. Just, I'm just so very disappointed. <laughs> You're mad at yourself. That's what this all comes down to. Oh, I'm mad at I'm mad at the entire country. Really, <laughs> Trump's America. If you think about it, I'm just mad at the entire country. Hey, thanks to Red Cow and Red Rabbit for sponsoring this episode of Game Show Friday. Earlier, we gave away a $50 Red Cow Red Rabbit gift card. Right now, we have a Minnesota United slash 1500 ESPN prize pack that includes T-shirt, mug, couple tickets to the August 4th Minnesota United match against Seattle. And we have Mike, Brent, Dennis, and David on the line. We actually just had someone drop off, and we we may or may not need more callers. It's called Steal the Loot. Dave Harrigan, what version of Steal the Loot are we playing today? It's a very good version of Steal the Loot. We're continuing with the Hall of Fame former twin theme. It is Jim Tomey theme, Steal the Loot. All right. 651-646-8255. As soon as contestants, if contestants drop off, you fill the line. We have five questions. Whoever gets the fifth one correct steals the loot. It might be that Mike on line one gets all five correct, and he wins. If Mike gets the first two correct and then whiffs on the third one, we go to Brent, and so on and so forth. Let's start with Mike here. Are you all set, Mike? I was really hoping to be like caller three or four. You know what? Though? I don't blame you for Listen, that. Sometimes <laughs> you get entrant number one in the Royal Rumble, and you got to outlast. It and just that, and that yeah. has happened on steal the loot. It has. I think it happened one time, like a couple months right, ago. Impressive. Yeah, yep. that means it's happened. <laughs> All right, Mike. Question number one. Judd's got it for you. 
All right. How many seasons did Jim Tomei play in the major leagues? Uh, 17. Didn't happen today. <laughs> Who's our next contestant? Actually, it's Brent. Is this the same Brent from last episode? It is. I oh, wow. The first three, so you didn't cost me anything. Okay. All right, Brent. It's amazing. Brent's <laughs> online two as well, the same as last time. Good for you for trying again. How many seasons did Jim play in the major leagues? I'm going to go with 20. And we're off. 651 646 8255. Tough day for Brent. Dennis, you're on Steal the Loot. Dennis, how many seasons did Jim Tomey play in the major leagues? Uh, let's go with. Uh... Eight. Well, okay. he did play eight, just many more than eight. Was he going to say teen? No. He said, let's go with eight. He definitely was saying eight. Hmm. It's a very short Hall of Fame career. Maybe the question should be, do you know who Jim Tomey is? Shane, how many seasons did Jim Tomey play in the major leagues? I'm going to go with 21. <laughs> Not according to our statistical department here at 1500 ESPN. Which probably is right. David? Hello? Yes. Can you answer the question of how many seasons Jim Tomey played in the major leagues? 18. That was a good guess. If you're going to throw a random guess out, it's possible I just gave it away, but I didn't. Uh, caller number six. We're still on question one. we got to get through are. five of these things. Yeah, we are. Eric? Yeah, how's it going? Uh yeah. Did Tommy play 22 years? There we yeah, go. Now we're off and running. All right. Eric is in the driver's Eric seat got here. got a hit right there. All right. Here's question number two. And again, as soon as callers uh, drop off the line, the number is 651-646-8255. Jim Tomey hit his 599th and 600th home run as a twin against the Tigers in the same game on August 15th, 2011. Who was starting at shortstop for the Twins on that day? Um, J.J. Hardy. It's a good guess. In the right era of Twins baseball. Incorrect. Mike, welcome to the show. Hi. Who was the starting shortstop for the Twins on the day Jim Tomey hit his 600th home run against the Tigers on August 15th, 2011? That was a heck of a guess the previous guy had. Mm-hmm. Uh... Let's go. Uh, was Brendan Harris playing shortstop that day? Did he move over from second base? Oh, Patrick Royce's favorite player was Mike, not. That's a good guess. That shortstop that day. Another one in that era of Twins baseball. Todd, you're uh, you're on steal the loot. Todd, let's go with Alexi Castilla. I think we're hitting on all the right middle infielders during this era of Twins baseball. So, 651-646-8255-877-615-1500. Greg, hello. Hey, guys. Who was the Twins shortstop the night Jim Tomey hit his 600th home run against the Tigers on August 15th, 2011? I'll say Brian Dozier. Hmm. Caller number 10. Is it Colin? Yeah. You got a guess who the Twins shortstop was on August 15th, 2011? Uh, let's go with 
Pedro Florimon. Oh, it's an amazing that's a good, guess. That's a great Dude. guess. That's what I would have guessed. I, I almost just want to give you a prize for bringing that name up, but sorry, you, it's incorrect. He's still kicking around, right? I think he is. I, I think he was in Philadelphia earlier this, this season. We're, we're, game. we're about halfway to a, a Steal the Loot record here. Uh, caller 11, Jake. We're still on question two of, of five here. Jake, you want us to repeat the question? Uh, no, I think I got it. Uh, let's go Trevor Plouffe. Another. Oh, he was out in left field that day. Oh, wow. We haven't named mentally or actually. (laughs) Actually, we haven't even named actually the second baseman that day either. Oh, of all the names we've gotten, we haven't named either middle infielder. I think I I think I know who the second baseman was. I'll say it down the line. We'll see. You are incorrect. You do not know who it is. No, okay. Uh, Mike, you're on steal the loot. Christian Guzman. Little too old. Too old yeah. Florman was a great guest yeah. earlier. Yeah. Eric. Eric, you're Ooh. on Steal the Loot. Yeah, it's, uh, they already said Ploof, right? Um, yep. No. Yeah. We'll give you five seconds to guess another name. Yeah, that's fine. Um, guy who slid into first all the time. I can't remember his name. I'm sorry. Nick Punto. There he is. Nick Punto, Nick Punto yeah. and we'll give you the guess, but it's incorrect. Yeah. Just to speed the, the proceedings along here. Uh it's not like an obscure name. Mike. Uh what so what year was it again? It was we'll give you the date. It was August fifteenth, two thousand eleven. The night Jim Tomey hit two home runs to get to six hundred. Who was the starting shortstop for the twins on that day? Matt Tolbert? How deep can we go? Uh, friends, uh, friends, friends, is, he was the other, he was you know the other middle infielder. Second, you know what? Tolbert was at second. <laughs> you know what? Terry Ryan, call in. You got a chance to win something here. <laughs> he and call the show. How have we not named the shortstop? Okay, We've the, named everyone else. It's actually an amazing testament to how many crappy middle infielders the Twins had during this era. <laughs> and the forgetfulness of Twins fans. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bitterness, too. All right, Jim, you're on Steal the Loot. Oh my God! I'm gonna say um, Dozier. He, you know he's already been guessed, so we'll give you one more chance within five seconds. Kadir. <laughs> he did play some second base at one point, but he's not oh. correct. But it, oh. six five one six four six eight two five five. All right, we're this is let's see caller sixteen, and we're still on question two. Alan, hello. Hey guys. August 15th, 2011, the night Jim Tomey hit his 600th. Who was the starting shortstop for the Twins? Was it Castro? This is amazing. This is I'm actually disappointed amazing. in Twins fans right now. Where's TC Bear? TC Bear, you can win something right now. And by the way, you can, like, you didn't even just have to reveal yourself. Look it up. Just look it up <laughs> at this point. Stan, we'll give you that 10 seconds to Google it. He just guessed Bartlett. Bartlett? No. No hey, magic tricks that day. And, chemist. Hey, Andrew, you're on Steal the Loot. I got, I got into this late. Was it Nishioka? Yes! yes! Thank go! you! And we've still got three more to go. Yeah. <laughs> you talk about a pace of play problem. <laughs> Game show Friday's got a pace of play problem. 651-646-8255. Andrew's in the driver's seat All here. All right, Andrew, here's your next question. Question number three. Which National League West team did Tomei play for in 2009 between his time with the White Sox and the Twins? So there was an NL West club mixed in. The Phillies. The Phillies. National League West. Well, I mean, Philadelphia is in the East. 
All right, Scott on line five, on line four. Scott on line four. Scott, we are we're yeah. third question here of steal the loot. Which National League West club did Jim play for in two thousand nine between his time with the White Sox and the Twins? Um, is it the Padres. This is amazing. It is not the Padres. Red Cow, Red Rabbit sponsoring this abomination of steal the loot. I'm really comfortable with this mess right now. This is I like oh, this. Great. This is amazing. Um, I believe it's uh, another Scott on line five here. Scott, can you answer the question of the National League West Club that Tommy played for in 2009 between his time in, with the Chicago White Sox and the Minnesota Twins? Uh, I was going to say the Rays, but uh, Royals. No, not National League West. We're giving you the division. The Padres have been guessed, so they're eliminated. Draw a line right through them. <laughs> now, now you've only got so many left. Dan, caller number 21 on this episode of Steal the Loot. Which uh, NL West? Who? Dodgers. Yes. 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 National League All West. Right, we're on question number four here. Dan, if you get this one and the next one correct, you steal the loot. Minnesota United tickets, T-shirts. With the Indians, Jim Tomey played on two teams that made it to the World Series but lost. Name one of the two teams the Indians lost to in the World Series with Jim Tomey on them. Um, Five seconds. Three. Two. Name a team. Dan. I got nothing. What's worse, not guessing any team or guessing an American League team? At least he didn't do that. Saying you'll have nothing's better. <laughs> All right, Kurt. Can you help us? How about, can someone help us at this point? Yes. The Marlins would have been another right. acceptable answer. All right, we're down to Kurt the final one. Kurt can put us all out of our misery if he answers this correctly. With 612 career home runs, where does Jim Tomei rank on the all-time list, Kurt? Top 10, right? We can't answer that. <laughs> Take a guess. We can't answer that. I want to go with nine. <clears throat> <laughs> Who we got next? We got uh, Mike. All right, Mike. He has 612 career home runs. Where does that put Jim on the all-time list? Uh, can you give me a moment to Google it faster? Five seconds. <laughs> it's you against uh, clock. Number seven. <laughs> David, you're on Steal the Loot. Number eight. Yeah, yeah David! <laughs> Way to go! Thank you. Oh, David, congratulations. Uh, as, let's see here, caller 24, you have stolen the loot. Uh, would you like to thank anyone in your life who got you to this point, David? I'm, I'm exhausted. <laughs> You're exhausted. <laughs> Time of game, three hours, oh, 45 man. minutes. Yep. All right, we'll put David on hold. Congratulations. He has stolen the loot. Way to go, David. Thanks to Red Cow and Red Rabbit, who might withdraw their sponsorship after what just happened. I'll be back on that. Question will return shortly. Guys, I thought we were in a hurry. On 1500 ESPN. Mackey. If you hate Phil, I'm fine with that. If Phil's a first-class jerk, if he's an ass and that's how you feel about it, that's fine. Judd Zolgad. Has he become that crusty? I think, I think he's always been. Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN. 
Now on Mackie and John. Do you believe in past lives? Did we ever really land on the moon? Questions. What are the six degrees that separate you and Kevin Bacon? Of significant importance. We're, uh, we're, we're literally talking right now about Mr. Mankato Watch with Patrick Royce, who thinks that we may have left... He said the criminal, what the, the Fulton, criminal no, quarter. It smokes a little weed, not criminal. Okay, and, and and of course Pat now <laughs> won't call it by its proper name. Egan's every man. Yeah, he's he's convinced himself that his idea was superior to. I, well, why does he? He can listen. He might do his own. He can start his own if his catches on. He puts us out of business. <laughs> it's America. It's America. That's what makes America great. Something like that. Oh, Egan's every man. All right, uh, Dave's got some questions for us. I sure do. We heard this from Kirk Cousins yesterday, talking about leading the offense, leading the team. When you're the starting quarterback, there's not a question in people's mind of if you should be doing that. When you're the backup, you know, people may look at you and they understand those locker room dynamics. Like, why is he talking, you know? So there's little things like that all the way to in a meeting saying, I don't like the way that route is drawn. I want it changed. And if you're the backup, usually you just sit back and let the route be drawn the way it should be drawn. Uh, but if you're the starter, you can speak your mind. So you got to have permission to do that, and I think that's what Coach Flip is getting at. All right, he's the $84 million quarterback coming in. We know his past performance with Washington. You know a little bit about him off the field ever since he's been here from social media, etc. If you're a member of the Vikings offense, running back, receiver, tight end, offensive line, whatever you are, put yourself in one of those shoes. Are you perfectly comfortable with Kirk Cousins being the guy, the leader of your offense? I'll make this very simple. You better be. I didn't ask if you yes. better be. I yes, I am. I am. I am because I'm, I'm an athlete, and th- therefore I'm conditioned to believe in team, and therefore I look at what he's being paid. I mean, Keenum was a nice player. So you you replaced, your team is telling you, that that we replaced a quarterback who essentially led you to a thirteen and three season and the conference title game because we think that this guy is good enough to lead you to a Super Bowl. We're paying him a guaranteed, unheard of, guaranteed eighty four million dollars over three years. Yes, I am. I am not only confident. I go in there looking for him to be that guy. Like I don't want any wavering here. You are offensively on the field. You are in charge. If you're Kirk Cousins, mm-hmm. I'm comfortable with that. Okay. Yeah. I I think I would be. I know I would be because this is going to, the way I'm going to frame this is going to sound a little bit weird, but he's one of the 15 best in the world at quarterback. So, I mean, it's not, it's not like he's this unproven commodity, which Case Keenum was, and then he had to earn the trust of everyone and have the good season. Teddy Bridgewater was a rookie and a second year guy with training wheels before the injury. And so you're not quite sure the guy's new in the league. We're not dealing with Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady here, but we are dealing with one of the top 15 quarterbacks in the world. And I think that's worth at least deferring to and, and putting some trust into. I think I think you're fine and you're comfortable. You know, I don't think you look at him and say, "Oh, he's going to drag this franchise with, uh, you know, with multiple flaws," which it doesn't. It's it's, it's like the defense is going to be the thing that that helps this team win big uh, first and foremost. But I don't think he's going to be the savior. But I think you can lean on him. He's well, he's one of the dozen to fifteen best in the world at playing quarterback. Speaking of best in the world, six guys going into the Baseball Hall of Fame on Sunday. Vlad Guerrero, Trevor Hoffman, Chipper Jones, Jack Morris, Jim Tomey, Alan Trammell. I want you to do a little rank them. 
Now, humans compete. We like rankings. Phil and Judd rank them on 1500 ESPN. Not based on just how good of a player they were in your mind, but I want you to rank them based on the impact they had on the history of the great game. Wow. Guerrero. Wow. Hoffman. Jones. Morris. Tommy. Trammell. Rank them based on just the impact they had on baseball as the game in the past time. Ooh, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of go backwards here a little bit because I, I the, the the first two have popped in my head. Number one. I'm gonna say Vladimir Guerrero is number one in part because of where he's from. Uh, he's from the Dominican Republic, and it's not that he was the first ever big time player from the Dominican Republic. Uh, although I don't know if I'd be able to tell you who who that is off the top of my head, but I think in terms of putting that country on the map in that era and being the best player from that country. And, um, and then all of a sudden the world baseball classic era begins during his career. I, th- I would say Vladimir Guerrero is number one. Number two. And number two is Jack Morris because he's the first guy you think of. Probably the first guy you think of when you think of the greatest game in baseball history, which for my money is game seven, 1991. I mean, he's the, He's the figurehead of the greatest game or one of the three greatest games ever played. So he's on that list. The other ones are hard because Chip, you know, Chipper Jones, amazing player. I don't think you ever would have looked at Chipper Jones or Trevor Hoffman and said, yep, absolutely, for sure, the best player at their position. Or, I mean, Trevor Hoffman's entire career was overshadowed by Mariana Rivera. Doesn't mean he wasn't a Hall of Famer, but he played for kind of an obscure franchise and was overshadowed by another great closer. And and Chipper Jones played in the same era as Scott Rowland. There was maybe two or three really good third basemen. Again, he's a Hall of Famer. Uh, and Alan, I would say Alan Trammell, uh, Jim Jim Tomey maybe third because he's one of the five greatest DHs of all time. And then Alan Trammell's in there too as a great defensive middle infielder. But so I don't know where I'd where I'd rank the other two. But I've, number one and number two are Vladimir Guerrero and Jack Morris for me. Judd. All right, I'll start at six. Hoffman six. Great player, great uh, closer, but I don't know that there was an established something there that I found to be ultimately incredibly special. So I put him six. I put Alan Trammell five. I saw him play. Great player. Uh, but Chipper Jones is four. Those Braves teams, that was a remarkable run. I mean, he he was part of that that Atlanta run that started in 91 and just kept going and going and going. So I put him four. Jim Tomey, just because of the power and the fact that he was sort of a throwback type of player, is three. Vlad Guerrero, who had all, all the tools in the world, is two. And then I put Jack one based on that game, based on the fact that he pitched in game seven of one of the greatest games of all time in sports, period, and the fact that he didn't come out. And so Jack is one, Vlad is two, Tommy's three for me. Yeah. On the Dominican thing real quick here, Juan Marichal was probably the first really prominent player to uh, to be born in the Dominican Republic, Hall of Famer, 1960 is when he started, but the 1990s were this this renaissance time. Manny Ramirez came into the league. Vladimir Guerrero, Pedro Martinez, uh, Sammy Sosa, Dominican-born, according mm-hmm. to Baseball Reference. Okay, so, so we do question three on the other side here. We can do it. It's very hard-hitting. Okay. <laughs> Mackie and Judd, TCL Broadcast Studio. People, people, I have an important announcement. Mackie and Judd are back after this brief timeout Whoa. on 1500 ESPN. The Mackie and Judd Show rolls on. It's go time. You and me. 
1500 ESPN. Exclusive access to U.S. Bank Stadium. Then purchase your tickets now for CCFA's Touch of Football Flag Football Tournament. It's happening September 8th. Flag football teams will take the field to raise money in a six-on-six tournament for the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation at U.S. Bank Stadium. The day includes exclusive stadium tours, memorabilia auction, 1500 ESPN Fan Zone, and more. You can find details on how to get your tickets or maybe even register your team, 1500ESPN.com, keyword events. Um, it certainly gives an indication, but the amount of money you make doesn't give people a desire to suddenly follow you. You know, and if I, I've played on a team where I made league minimum and was a starting quarterback too, and you better believe that I got to command uh, and, and have a presence about me that guys want to follow regardless of what my contract says. So um, if you're a fake, you know, your contract's not going to help you. You got to be the real deal no matter what. That was Judd Zolgad commenting on a lot of fakes status out there. on the Mackey and Judd show. A lot of fakes out there is what I was trying to say. <laughs> uh, what's the third question here, Dave? A little expanded questions down the show come to my attention that Sunday is a very big day across this entire country, boys. It's National Wing Day. We're talking chicken wings. Mm -hmm. One of the great food items, I think, of our generation and Mm -hmm. generations prior. It's a simple question. A, you can give me the pros and cons of each. Bone-in or boneless? Bone-in. Boneless is not a chicken wing. It's a chicken nugget. I understand you can say that, but How do you when snipe? you're going to wings, you they'll ask bone in or bone less. So yeah. I'm going to say they're both under the wing category. I'm agreeing with you. Uh, it's like it's fraudulent marketing, though. I mean, it's boneless, also way more calories, correct? Because it's often they got more the breading, bre- the more breading, you got the breading on there. Like I, I looked at the calorie count at Buffalo Wild Wings last time I was there because I used to like the boneless. I didn't realize that's how I got so fat. You didn't realize that boneless wings too. weren't great for you. Well, I didn't think they were good for you, but I didn't realize the calorie count was that high. I hate calorie <laughs> what you counts. Think, what did you think you were getting well, into? That you go go for a little cardio session and yeah, pound I, some I, I, boneless I, it, buffalo it, wings? It, it struck me as as being a healthy meat until then. I thought it was a healthy even, meat, but it's not. It's barely even meat at some places. It's like processed. Anyway, now now I'm all about the bone. <laughs> I love John. I'm all about the bone. You're a bone in guy. I'm a bone in guy. Now. Same as a Phil. Yeah. Yes. See, I have a line of demarcation. If you've got a hot, you know, a buffalo sauce, you go boneless. Okay. Because then you don't got to get it all over your your lips and all over your face, and it's burning the outside of your mouth versus mm-hmm. just the inside. But you go either to the milder sauce or a dry rub, you have to go bone in. Oh, that's, dry that's rub, how for I sure. Feel. I agree with that. Dry rub and boneless, obviously, is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah what's the point? Yes, Agreed. there is no point. But mm-hmm. what, the spicier the sauce, the less bone you need. How I want it to that? be known that I'm not anti-boneless. I just don't think it's a wing. I mean, I'll eat it, but I'm not gonna. Oh, it's good. I'm not gonna call it a wing. It's not a wing. It's a. It's a nugget or a some other like piece of chicken breast, usually, of, I would think. Yeah, I feel like if you don't get messy, it's sort of not worth it, though. So is that, does that just apply to wings, or is that a life philosophy? Well, for you? That, I mean, it could be across the board, but okay. I, I feel like the bone in you're gonna get messy, and I feel like you should. I don't like to get messy. Like I don't want to be dainty. I like to be clean. Right, but da- but but the experience of wings, right, is not about being dainty. It's not about being clean. It's about really going for it. It always bothers me when I see people with the bone in wing and they don't 
They don't work to get all the meat. Like they just maybe eat the outside of it, and then there's oh. that whole chunk of meat in the middle between the two. And they don't eat that. And not the drummy, but the other bit, whatever yeah. you call that. Yeah. Yep. A lot of people, uh, you know, maybe only eat like thirty to fifty percent of the wing meat because they're tri- lazy. There's then a trick to do that with the two bone deal. How you like twist off one end of it at the top, and then you can slide one bone right out. Mm-hmm. So then you can just basically suck the meat off the other bone. But I've never been able to figure that out uh, with any. Any uh, what consistency? I want. I just want like Judd now twice when we used to do uh, our amazing McDonald's reads, and uh, Judd thought that because it was a hundred percent pure beef, that it's not that like part of your new great diet could be yeah. the Big Mac, the Giant Mac. It wasn't. Hey, the, no, no. It was it's a hundred percent or something. <laughs> and, and here's the thing: if you so don't like give Big me, Macs if you don't give me a calorie wings. count, you don't know. If you don't have a calorie count, you're oblivious. It's fantastic. True, yeah. Have Being, you ever looked at a beer? Calorie count? No, and I won't. Okay, just checking. Oh, I, actually, though, at the Red Sox games at Fenway, they did have beer calorie counts, and I tweeted it, and I was enraged. And, I don't want to know and, what my harpoon. I don't want to know about that. <laughs> <laughs> if somebody, if somebody told you guys, you can find out right now exactly when you're going to die. No, would I, you want to know? No interest whatsoever. I mean, if they say Tuesday, I probably wouldn't want to know, but. It's eighty, sure. I can plan within a range or yeah, something. Yeah. I don't want to know. No, no. Oblivious is the way to go. All right. <laughs> I'm so much happier. I don't know Not if I'd want to know either. I think I'm just going to assume it's tomorrow all the time and have a good day. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But I mean, don't tell me what the beer calorie count is. That's a bunch of BS. I don't need to know that, <laughs> uh, sir. What can I uh, get you for uh, for your salad topping? Yeah, I'll have nineteen boneless <laughs> buffalo wings. Just make it healthy and some blue cheese too. Yeah, thank you. This holiday, whether you're making a Fred Meyer Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Fred Meyer has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Fred Meyer, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Fred Meyer, fresh for everyone. Already? I'll be right there. It's happening. Take I-5 South. You are on the fastest route. Mom says, OMG, I'll let everyone know. You have arrived. Honey, I'm, I'm right here. She's doing great. We're almost there. She's perfect. Hey, baby girl. The whole world can't wait to meet you. Live larger with more coverage. Share your news, big and small, on AT&T, the network that now covers more than 99% of Oregonians. Visit your AT&T store to learn more. Coverage isn't available everywhere based on third-party data. 